There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, welcome to the Cold Pop Chip Podcast. Uh, today, we're doing something a bit different. I'm, I'm, I'm Richard Martin, first off. I'm Joseph Coblin. And uh, we've got a special guest today. She's been on the podcast a couple of times. Uh, our normie friend, Jess. Hello. Hello. So, Jess is going to be here moderating me and Joe. We're doing a new, completely original idea. Um, no other, I don't think this has exists anywhere else on the <laughs> internet. Um, doing movie battles. Well, mm-hmm. just pop culture battles. Let's call um, it a screen fight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, basically... Um, Jess is going to throw out a bunch of topics. It's going to be like a lightning round kind of thing. She's going to throw out a bunch of topics. Me and Joe have to argue. Um, so Jess, do you want to take us over the rules? Sure. So I'll ask a question. Some may be specific, some may be general. And you both need to try and answer, sort of like the best answer as fast as possible. And then the first person to answer gets to debate their um, answer. Mm-hmm. And then the second person can mm-hmm. rebut. Mm-hmm. And then... Explain why their answer is better, and then I'll announce a winner. Yeah, can we just say the audiences at home, because mm-hmm. there's multiple of them, that yep. we do not know. Yeah, and we, John and I have not seen the questions in advance. Yeah. Um, and also, can we also make clear that despite the relationship between you two, mm-hmm. there's going to be no favouritism. Same thing with the relationship between you two. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jeez, we're gonna make um, cool. So I, I'm going to base my point scoring on if you say anything particularly interesting mm-hmm. or funny um and i'm basing them on also how passionate you are about the argument you make and you have to persuade me that your answer is the best because i probably won't have seen or know of heaps of the stuff that you suggest you're such a normie. Mm-hmm. i'm such a normie so uh yeah that's it cool should we fire away cool are you ready joe um, joe's looking at the other like, questions no i wasn't sorry no i won't i can't even go what no it's very hard it's very hard to read your writing. Joseph, negative one point. Really? Just stop looking. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> She's right there. Okay. Okay. So we're going to start off very general. Okay. Which cinematic universe is the best? Marvel. <laughs> Joe, you're too slow. Stop, stop oh, so I'd always say DC then. Or you, 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 you could be DC. Could you do any other one you want? Could be Lego. It could oh, be... Star Wars. Star Wars. Ooh. Right. Richard, you're first. Um, Alright, well, Marvel is the original cinematic universe. Uh, you look at the way... The the thing that that, um, that Marvel has done that no other film has done is that they managed to set up all of their characters in their own individual film before bringing them together. And everyone else is trying to race to that. And so... I really don't think there's anything that can compete with it. I wouldn't exactly call Star Wars a cinematic universe at the moment. It's more of a film franchise because we're still, and that's kind of one of my main complaints with like The Force Awakens, is that instead of expanding, you know, give us a Knights of the Old Republic film, then you can call it a universe. Um, but at the moment, we're just seeing the same family. Interesting, interesting. 
Just stop looking. Joseph. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. I'm... You're doing so bad. Sorry, sorry. Do we have a time limit, by the way? Um, well, I'll stop you when I feel like I'm rambling. Okay, alright. Star Wars revolutionised. Film. Period. Special effects. Story. To name a few. Also, it, it, it's, it's spanned over... What from nineteen seventy seven till, well till the present. So that's that's many audiences that have connected with Star Wars. So I mean, Marvel Cinematic Universe has only lasted in the twenty first century. It's only you know appealing to this uh, this century's audiences, whereas Star Wars twentieth and twenty first, or twentieth Fox. <laughs> Negative half <half-point. laughs> <laughs> Alright, you're done? Yes. You're, you're done. Alright, Richard wins that one. Poor, really? Um, yeah, because I feel like he could have made the argument that with Rogue One it expanded the cinematic universe because it didn't necessarily focus on the same family and you didn't make it rebuttal. No, so, I didn't. yeah. It's anyway. Funny, I'm not to think of that. Yeah. Celebratory um, nut. <laughs> like, we have peanuts, I'm not going to just bust um, a nut on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, moving on. How many so, points did I get, though? You got half a point. But so, but that's just. But I'm on one <laughs> point. Joe's on zero, right? Okay. Is that how it works? No, you're on two. I gave you two points because you made two interesting points. Well, okay. you, you won, and then I gave you a point because, um, <clears throat> I found it interesting how you picked up that like the individual people when then it came all together. I thought that was right. interesting. <clears throat> okay. Um. So the second one, what's the movie soundtrack that you would want playing in the background of your life? Lord of the Rings. Um. Walk hard, the Dewey Cox story. Oh, Joseph. Lord of the Rings <clears throat> is about emotion. Alright? I don't need to tell you the story, but I feel like... I've never seen it. You've never seen it. it Can you please explain <laughs> in detail the plot? It's about, emo- it's about emotion, okay? The whole movie, the whole three movies, it's all about emotion. And I feel like every... Every piece of music that is played throughout those films connects with different emotions. Okay? Can I give a point for that? I don't know. <laughs> that's what music does, I'm... Joe. <laughs> I'm trying. Is that okay? your, that's, that's your argument? That's my argument. Okay. You need to step up your game. Um, I'm warming up. Alright, so I, I chose a slightly different one. Um, I don't think either of you have seen Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. No. Uh, one of the best like musical films ever made, I reckon. John C. Riley plays Dewey Cox. It's like a parody oh, yeah. biopic kind of thing. I um, it's it spans Dewey Cox's career from uh, when he started out as like a um, like a folk singer almost, and then he uh, went to, through like a Dylan esque stage. He went through like a Beach Boy stage. He went through a um, punk phase, and then eventually culminating in this big epic conclusion in a song called "A Beautiful Life," uh, "Beautiful Ride." Sorry, and was this a real person? No, no. Um, but it's it's based on a lot of different people. So, but the thing is that John C. Riley actually sung, <clears throat> excuse me, sang the entire soundtrack. He's got a beautiful voice. I don't know if you guys have seen Chicago or anything like that. Where he sings in, he's got a great voice. And these songs, it's like almost like every other one is a comedic song, but and then every other one is like just a genuine love song. Right. But they're all actually really good songs to listen to, and the due to the variety in it. 
if I have to wake up every morning mm. listening to music, that's what I'm going to be listening to. Can I just say, it feels like those songs were applied to John C. Riley's character, not you, Richard, seeing as the film is about him. So if it's the soundtrack of your life... No, it's just playing in the background of my life. It doesn't, it doesn't mean I have to... Oh, okay. <laughs> I just feel like... Also, their lyrics as well. So they sort of dictate your emotions. Yeah, they're there all the time. I have to listen to them. I want to be listening to something I enjoy. Okay, well, I just feel like Lord of the Rings soundtrack is more... Well, it's not a soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. Orchestral pieces. More about <laughs> so it's not a soundtrack, so you're, you're withdrawing your, <laughs> yourself from this argument. Okay, well, I, I like Lord of the Rings soundtrack. You know, but Richard made a better argument, so it's a draw. It's a draw, really? Yeah, because I had an awful argument, but I thought my rebuttal was great. Even though Joe sucks. Okay, so Joe sucks. Even though Joe sucks. Even though Joe sucks. Okay, this one's kind of specific. So, what's the best film portrayal of a talking raccoon? Guys, you got Oh fuck! Volume two. <laughs> so, okay, so there's a specific rule for this one: is you can't use Guardians of the Galaxy and Guardians of the Galaxy Two. So you get Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy, both of them. Mm-hmm. All right. What, what's what's your one, Joe? Talking raccoon, eh? I'm gonna go with. Do you need a hand? Um, over the hedge. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sure. Yeah. What's the You're freaking looking at my answers, Joseph. I'm not. I'm not. Genuinely, I'm not. Over the hedge, though, right? Was it the main characters in, in that as a raccoon, right? Yeah. yeah. Who was that played by? I have no idea. Because Steve Carell's the little um, weird one. The orange. All right, well, anyway. Um, Sorry, continue. Guardians of the Galaxy is yeah. the best portrayal of a talking raccoon. Uh, Rocket Raccoon is, in a lot of ways, the heart of the, of the Guardians films. Um, he's, he's an excellent character from the comics. Um, who was brought to life by Bradley Cooper and um, sorry for those listening at home that was Joe moving a glass um, <laughs> Joe stop touching stuff yeah, like so um, okay. yeah he's he's a fun character but he, it's also um, raccoons have a lot of depth depth <laughs> to them and in something like Over the Hedge you're getting a very one dimensional talking raccoon uh, whereas Rocket was experimented on um, you know he's got He's come from a tough background. They they really explored that in Guardians of the Galaxy two as well as one, um, and so we get this layered dimension, like you know, three dimensional character who also happens to be a talking raccoon, and also it's he's the best rendered raccoon as well in terms of graphics. Like you, it looks like you're looking at a talking raccoon. Um, just Stop looking at. Can them you repeat numbers. the question, please? Um, so, what's the best film portrayal? Of a talking raccoon. I would like to make one rebuttal. You said um, the raccoon over the hedge is one-dimensional. One-dimensional, sorry, sorry. <laughs> it's animated. He's two-dimensional. Right? Well, it's a 3D animated film, but... He's three-dimensional. <laughs> so, He's you're making wrong. his arguments for you, man. Just... Jess, please. Oh, that was Jess kicking. Oh, it was Jess kicking my nuts. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I slammed myself. Moving right. on. Guys, the Galaxy was actually released in 3D. Okay. <laughs> so, it's, if you want to make the three dimension argument just in the way they're rendered, yeah. my one is, is better. So, right. thank you for that. The reason the raccoon, raccoon, and over the hedge. What's his better. name? Huh? What's his name? 
Fuck off, this is my account, <laughs> He's... Head, isn't he? Over... He's head. I don't know what his name is. But the reason he is the most... He's, he's better than... What is yours, buddy? Rocket. Rocket. He's better than Rocket. Rocket wasn't the main <laughs> character. We saw the no. film, like, literally years ago. I know, sorry. Rocket wasn't the main character. Why? Because raccoons aren't the main character. No. Raccoon, in my one, is the main character. And therefore, he's better than yours because he's got more depth, this character. And I'll tell you why. Because he leads... <laughs> He leads no, he all doesn't. those. He does. He leads all those animals to victory. They get over the hedge. They conquer that title. Yorikon, though, what does he do? He just, he just, he just builds just guns and weapons. That's destruction and <laughs> promoting bad, um, just negative vibes for for children and everyone watching. That it's okay for animals to build destructive weapons. Okay, animals can do anything. My raccoon, he's promoting. Uh, oh, just just good vibes, really. Uh, morale, because he brings animals together. That's it. You can stop now. That's good. Um, Joseph, I was really moved by your speech just now. Yeah. So I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you that round. Really? Yeah. Oh man. But also because I feel like Richard made the point that um, Rocket is the the, the heart of the Guardians of the Galaxy not. film. Uh, no, Baby Groot. <laughs> it's all about Baby Groot. Um. Also, Rocket isn't in, technically isn't he's not really a raccoon. raccoon. <laughs> yeah. He's a cyborg. He's, he's um, what is he? Well, he's like he's not a cyborg. Sorry, well, but... it's never really addressed, but he talks about not being a raccoon. But mm. then he kind of is. Because in the first film, you see that those bolts in the back. Yeah, of his yeah. Back. He's been, well, he's a raccoon that's been experimented on. But right. Anyway, I heard that Bradley Cooper and a raccoon were sitting side by side. And... Was it like that um, horror movie, The Fly, where they entered like a transport machine together and they yeah. they got transmutated together and then, yep, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Moving on. So, if you had to get a Fast and the Furious title tattooed onto your forehead, what one would you get? Does it have to be an existing one? Yep. Uh, a title or a quote? A title. It has to be a title of the film. Uh, fast and Furious. Okay. The fourth one. Too Fast. Furious. Is that a title? Yeah. Oh, That's the title of the second film. Yeah. Um, Alright, so Fast and Furious mm. is not only is it a title of the film, but if, you, if you're having to tattoo something on your forehead, mm. you may as well make it a statement about yourself. Yeah. Um, however, the thing with Too Fast, Too Furious mm-hmm. is if you go to a job interview mm-hmm. and they're like, well, this guy's fast and furious, <laughs> but then you come in, Joe, and they're like, well, he's too fast and too furious. Because it's like, like, there's no situation where being too much of something is good. What if it was boxing? No, he's, no, no. If, if, you're, if you're too and fast angry. and you're too furious, mm-hmm. that means that there's an upper limit okay. and you're going beyond that okay. in a negative way. Mm-hmm. I just feel like if it, if it is an occupation, they do want you to go beyond. They want you to go the extra mile, and therefore this statement is saying, "I'm going to go to the extra mile. I'm going to go too fast. I'm going to go too furious." Also, it's I not a like, good thing. Also, I feel like the second film is the best film. I haven't seen it myself, but that's what I've heard. <laughs> no one thinks that. That's what I've heard. Okay? No, no, you haven't. Paul Walker said it, and if you say a bad word about him, then God damn it, you're 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 an ass. Okay. Paul, where did when did Paul Walker say that? I think he said in the film, he was like, oh, too fast, too furious. That's, uh, <clears throat> we should get tattered on us. He said that to Vin. And Vin said, wait two more movies and then I've got 
just the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Too fast with your ears is a much better quote to have on your back. It's on your forehead, Joe. On your forehead. Because not only does it have words in it, it also has numbers. Ooh, risque. So, if they rub off... That's a tattoo. You've still got a... Well, if they what? rub off, though, you've still got a two on there. What? That point didn't have a lot of that depth, I understand. That didn't make any sense. <laughs> if the tattoo rubs off, you've still got a tattoo. Okay. <laughs> I'm still giving that argument to Joe. Really? <laughs> Why? Why? Yeah. I feel like you really went the extra mile for that one. I mean, I like oh, I like off. someone who no who like you know strives for something higher. I mean, Richard, you just felt like you were holding back. No, but that was a good joke. This one's an interesting one, so it might take you a minute. What actor would you get to play each other in the biopic of their life? Ooh. Justin Timberlake. For me, really. Hmm. Okay. Seth Rogen. Yeah. All right. Um. Alright, well, first of all, elephant in the room, the noodle ramen here. Um, Justin Timberlake's one of the only actors in the world that can pull that off. Um, <laughs> you know, the, the, for those of you at home who can't see Joe, which is all of you, he has Google, like, Justin Timberlake noodle here, and you'll see a picture of Joe. Um, plus, you know, JT's a multi-talented guy. Oh. Sing... Act does the whole lot. He's the most popular kid at Burnside School. Oh. Just like you, Joe. Oh, thank you, Richard. Oh, that's really kind of you. Um, didn't know you were capable of that. How lovely. That was really sweet. Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. He's funny. No, he's hilarious, and you're hilarious. Okay, so I feel like you've got that in common. Also, you look very similar. He's got facial hair. You got facial hair better, probably, than he. Um, you know, he's on the wrong side of, hmm? I feel like it's slightly insulting. Um, I mean, good, I mean, I don't, you I don't, I don't smoke the devil's lettuce. No. And good luck trying to get Seth Rogen to do a movie where he doesn't. Okay. Right. He works out, you work out. (laughs) So there's that. (laughs) (laughs) You've got a similar laugh. Also, I just feel like he would, you know, he's... A lazy slob, and and you're not. So there will be that. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, I think that it's Richard. Yeah, that was a brilliant answer. Love JT. It was. Love noodle here. Cool. Especially that, like before we were recording, you were commenting on Joe's noodle here. Yeah, <laughs> I like how you bring it. I like back. how you brought it back. You brought it back. That's good. Um, yeah, that, that's got a callback. Unfortunately, you guys didn't hear the setup. Mm. Um, cool. That was good, Richard. Next Thank you. That was really fun of you. I'm not sure if you missed any of it, but I didn't. No, that was all for the points. <laughs> okay. He's not actually a nice person. <clears throat> That's fine. Okay, so you have to pick one of the following to be your torture instrument of choice. Oh, yeah. All right. Number one, Interstellar on repeat indefinitely. <laughs> Two. Do you like the movie? I can't stand it. Oh, God, no, someone agrees with me. I don't like it either. Oh, my God. Yes. No, genuinely, That's I don't. The I, worst. It's the worst. Picks out slipper, I'm like, oh, God, you don't know. What's it's so bad. No. Richard talks probably about at least five times a week about how much he hates Interstellar. No. Um, like, I actually just like, oh, I'm there. Alright. So that's the worst or the best? Um, best torture. Yeah. Best torture. So what you'd use okay. for torture. So how many options so, are there? Three. Three. Sorry. Interstellar and repeat. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Jared Leto's performance as the Joker. Oh, what like like you have to hang out with him? Yeah, he's just he's just around laughing in your oh. face like being shit. That's a great question for it. Um, or thank you. I worked very hard on these. Um, living in the world and as Georgia from Angus Thongs and Perfect Snogging. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, okay, I'm gonna go Jared Leto. Yeah, okay. Um, well, yeah, I'll go to Stella. Okay. Um, okay, Jared Leto, like, it's well documented, mm. his behind-the-scenes antics. Um, he, like, you know, mailing used condoms to his, um, to his castmates, uh, sending them dead rats. Did you do that? Kind of, yeah, he did all this kind of shit. And, and then, you know, all for, all for what, 30, 30% on Rotten Tomatoes. And, um... The Joker wouldn't even do that. Yeah, that's the thing. And then, so, imagine that guy following her around all the time and then... And never once breaking character. Mm. Um, he's, he's just so irritating. And not only that, is he's a constant reminder... Of the loss of Heath Ledger. Mm. And imagine that following you around all, all your days. You know? You think, oh, you know, a knight's tale. Brokeback Mountain. Never have another one of those classics because we're stuck with Jared Leto. Depressing. And also, actually, I'll do a quick pre buttle mm-hmm. um, is that Interstellar, for all of its flaws, mm. of which there are thousands. <laughs> Um, it's a nice movie to look at mm. and like I've seen it once I saw it in the cinema and I thought cool I'm glad I saw it then I can I never have to see it again um, you've only seen it once and you've built up this big of a resentment I've only seen it once I thought it was awful yeah there's no need to see it again it's terrible yeah. um, but you could at least you know block it out and look at it and you've got that whereas Jared Leto's gonna be always kind of just l- lounging around you yeah. And also, the reason I didn't choose Angus Thongs and Perfect Snogging is because if you're her, it's like, okay, you're a fucking bitch, but then you still get everything. She's lovely. But you're still self-aware. So you... Oh, so I know I'm You're her. aware that she you're gets her. She gets wrong. Yeah, but the thing is, though, that, that I could, like... You, you can go about your entire life A-A-Rong. being a horrible person, um, but you still get everything you want. Okay. In the end. So... <laughs> Everything that would be that would be that's the best answer. I just want to rewind to about forty seconds ago when you said Interstellar. It's a bad movie. Something along those lines. Interstellar is a bad movie. It is a bad movie. Um, Nick, don't don't draw your tights, please. No, I'm drawing underneath my tights. Sorry, I'll, I'll you're okay. ruining the illusion, Joe. Right. Okay, this is why it'd be awful torture for someone. That soundtrack, that story, the the performances, the the the, the complexity of that story—it's just—it it would do your head in watching it over and over and over. Okay, Matthew McConaughey's awful, awful accent—I'd hate that. You know, anyone would. And imagine that you could, you're you're in control of the remote. You can just turn up the sound. You know, I, I would hate that. You know, you, you could actually have someone go deaf. Okay, and also just the complexities of it, like. You, you can't comprehend that story. Well, at least at least you're not actually forced to interact with it. No, but they're, they're, I mean, they're, they're watching it, and it's just it's 
completely, but you know, it's, the ending's awful. At the end, I mean, imagine just asking someone at the end of that, after after the torture, just like, tell me, tell me your thoughts on 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 the whole film as a whole. You know, they just wouldn't be able to. They wouldn't be able to. And the, the thing is, like, that if you use that to torture someone, it probably wouldn't work because everyone seems to fucking love that movie. What but on repeat? I don't know. They, like, people go insane for that film. Yeah, people go insane. It would be horrible, but I'm not necessarily sure that it would work for the general public. Whereas Jared Leto universally panned as a Joker. Good argument. Richard wins. <laughs> yeah, no, I yeah, my more than that Christ. I'm not I'm just not quite illiterate really. I'm illiterate, but sorry. I'm not you, if you had focused in on how awful Matthew McConaughey is, I would have given it to you because I just don't believe um, that he's a good one, actor. one thing that some people may know about me is that I fucking can't stand him. Really? Days and Fuse is amazing. Oh, I I just feel very dirty. You know? <laughs> <laughs> when I feel like, like oh, when I think of him, I just like mud. <laughs> dirty. Just ah, oh, no, Funny, eh? it's not great. Yeah. Okay, well, that. You can use that, was, that. That was killer, Joe. <laughs> He had a film called Killer Joe. Nice. That was such a good joke. This is a bit of a, um, a connection to our film franchise Fortnite's podcast. Um, <laughs> so you guys have to continue the franchise or like make a sequel to being John Malkovich. Being John Cusack. Being John Travolta. Oh, Joe wins. <laughs> 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 He's the star of being John Malkovich. Okay. John Malkovich is the star. I don't. Okay, I don't know people. So being John Malkovich, it's about this guy who discovers a portal yeah, yeah, into John Malkovich's mind. Yeah. The guy who discovers a portal is John Cusack. Okay. Well, I have. So this is a meta, no, like star, keeping in Charlie Kaufman's style mm-hmm. of meta, etc. Because without being John Malkovich, would you have known who John Malkovich is? But that's the point. Mm, He's an obscure star. That, no, like, no. People know his John face. John English. Hmm? They came out a long time after. Um, Still. But, like, the whole idea of being John Markovich is that he's an obscure kind of star. Like, when Charlie Kaufman took the script to the studio, they said, can it be being Tom Cruise? And he said, no. Like, you, you know, know this, discriminate this whole... against this guy, Charlie? What? What is calling him the Kaufman? Anyway, so Charlie Kaufman... Oh, Incredible writer, he he's written such films as um, <laughs> um in New York, um, what else? Um, adaptation, the uh, Anomaly. So he's he's got a of? Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind as well. He did. That was um, an adaptation of it. So he <laughs> um, he's got a meta sort of self-referential kind of uh, existing like um, surreal kind of style. And so doing a sequel like being John Cusack allows you to explore um, the world within that world, like the world outside. So entering the mind of someone who was in being John Markovich. Hmm. I think it's a great idea yeah, for Yeah, that's actually pretty interesting. But wouldn't you prefer to enter the mind of a man who's a Scientologist? So your one is, <laughs> is, no, like, no, no. is like the Hangover 2 kind of sequel. It's... Let's do the same movie, but with a different actor. My one is a continuation of the story in a way yeah, that you can allows only, us to... You can only do that once with your film. My one could be a whole franchise. You could do any John you like. 
You could do John Cusack. No, but if you get John Travolta to be the main character and being John Cusack, then you could go a step further afterwards. So we're saying make my one first because it's a bit idea. Mm -hmm. I think is the argument Jess just said. Okay. But wouldn't you prefer (laughs) to go inside John Travolta's head? Okay, he's constantly singing so um, you know, song tunes. He's he's You don't know that. Is it just because he was in hairspray? Hairspray? He's in Greece, you fucking (laughs) idiot. Greece and Saturday Night Fever. (laughs) You can cut that out, right? (laughs) That's what he's most known for. You know Just just for the listeners we're recording this at like 12.30 in the morning. Moving on. Today. I mean, that's... I want to know more about that. Watch the fucking documentary on it then. Don't waste a good movie opportunity just because you want to know more about Scientology. See, your one I feel like is for a niche audience. My one. So was being John Malkovich. Yeah, I know. So my one's universal. My one's going to attract blue-collar workers, which is really... That's not the appeal of being John Malkovich, though. Mm, Okay, well, I feel like my one's going to open up to a new market. And future markets for all those other John films. Richard gets five points for that and you get one. Okay, I feel like you're just giving him a five because I'm in the lead. No, that was was a really good idea. (laughs) I really liked it. It's like, you know those pictures that you get where they just keep zooming out? Yeah. I like it. Alright. Yeah, whatever. Next question. Best M. Night Shyamalan twist? Um, Split. Split. Avatar. Avatar: The Last Airbender. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Joe, you go first. <laughs> you go first, please. Because twist. Doesn't he create a twister? Because he's in the Airbender. <laughs> it's so shit. <laughs> <laughs> So bad. I'll tell you why it's not the best twist. Alright. Throughout the film, you're constantly doubting whether or not he is the airbender. Whether or not he is the last avatar. The twist at the end of the film is he is. Joe, do you know the title? Do you actually know the title of the film? Because you called it Avatar. (laughs) Do you know the title? It's just called The Last Airbender because it came out around the same time as Avatar. And so I didn't want to confuse audiences. Okay. Do you also know the name of the main character? Yes, Arn. <laughs> the fact that you pronounce it Arn. <laughs> He's got two A's in the name, isn't he? Arn. Best twist. One. I've said it. He's got. A tw- he does it near. He does a twister. Literally. There's a twist in the film. That's not even his best twister. He made the happening, which is about killer wind. Okay, I'm just. I'm just saying. There's a twister in there. <laughs> And you say best twist, and I'm just, I'm just saying, there's a twist. If you're talking about best in not Shyamalan wind, like wind events, mm-hmm. then it's the happening. Okay, well you should have said the happening then. No, but I, I chose, I chose an actual don't, answer. No, don't, don't change the subject. Okay, Richard. Well, anyway, split. Not only does it have a great twist that um, Kevin can actually like his twenty fourth personality actually has split spoilers, um, actually has superpowers, but then there's superpowers. Kinda. Yeah. I haven't seen he can like crawl up walls and shit. Um, oh, that's cool. And this is locked away in his 24th personality. And then not only that, but there's a twist right at the end, which reveals that, spoilers for Split, the whole film took place in the same universe as Unbreakable, which is arguably M. Night Shyamalan's best or one of his best films. And was it a sequel, was it? 
Yeah. Uh, David Dunn, uh, Bruce Willis's character from Unbreakable, pops up at the end and reveals that everything took place together just today, yesterday, for you, if you're listening. Um, M. Night Shyamalan announced that he's... Um, uh, there's a sequel to Split coming out in 2019. It's going to be a sequel to Split and Unbreakable. It's going to be called Glass. Ooh. So, Stupid title. Topical. Have you watched I'm, Unbreakable? I haven't watched either of the films. Okay, I've, I've, you don't get it. Yeah. Um, did, in, in the Shyamalan Man, did he do um, Slumdog Millionaire? Did he do what, sorry? Slumdog Millionaire? No, that's Danny Boyle. Oh, that's it's... really racist of you. <laughs> what has he done? He's on Avatar. He did um, Avatar The Sixth Sense. The most famous twist of all time, Joe. Best twist? Um, I didn't even know there were six senses. <laughs> That's amazing. There's five. The sixth is that he can see dead people. That's did, an amazing He twist. did um, Lady in the Water, Unbreakable, um, Signs, uh, The Happening. See, most of these um, films I haven't the seen. The Visit? There's just a recurring theme in these films. It's just the, the Lady in the Water... Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The the. He just, he, he's obsessed with the. Are you, are you trying to make a point? Because <laughs> you're not. I, I haven't seen Sham, the Shyamalan films. Well, like, you could, you could have so easily asked, uh, uh, like argued for The Sixth Sense. Yeah. But you didn't. I chose one that not only has a twist within the movie, but within the the, the movie universe as a twist. I'm just going to refer back to my original statement. There was an there was a twist in the film, a twister, and that's not his best twister. Okay, well, <laughs> when in Rome, as they say, Richard. I'm not sure that applies here, but um, okay, Richard, you score three points. Joe, you score none because that was terrible. <laughs> so, what's your favourite Star Wars character out of Boba Fett and Jar Jar Banks? Go. Boba Fett. Jar Jar Banks. You course it so there. Why? He's got the best origin story. Mm-hmm. Tell us it, though. Probably not the best origin story. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the best motivation, I think. He Okay, what's his motivation, Joe? Well, he seeks revenge. Why? Not just on one singular character, not just on Obi-Wan, but the Republic as a whole, okay? He seeks revenge because, obviously, Obi-Wan, who represents the Jedi Council and everything that's good in the world, he killed Jango Fett, his father. So now, Boba Fett, at a young age, has been instilled with this idea that the Republic is bad. And so he wants to defeat, um, or, you know, help out the cause of um, defeating the Republic. So his, his motivation is that he just wants to rid the universe of, um, I suppose, what's good, which is, you know, at a young age, to be um, uh, having those motivations. That's, you know, that's quite, that's, that's quite indeed. And also just the fact that he's, he's a clone, which is really cool, but he also he thinks for himself, which you don't find with a lot of clones. Um, 
his his costume is great. Um, his death scene is hilarious. Um, Jaja Banks, I don't even know if he dies. Jaja Banks is the most annoying character, period, in Star Wars. Okay, like the the biggest mistake of any film. Oh, and, I go that far. Oh, I would. Okay, I hate his voice. The, the actor probably even hates the role. I mean, uh, George Lucas. I think probably even hates him. No, he said Jar Jar is the key to all of this. Quote. Yeah, okay, well, it's look as floppy ears and Mr. Jalabad, yeah, yeah. Hilarious, he's still he's the test of time. Also, Boba Fett versing Jar Jar Binks. Oh, Boba Fett would win easily. Actually, I think we both know that through a series of hilarious mishaps, mm-hmm. Boba Fett would lose. He mm-hmm. fell into a fucking pit. That's how he died. Yeah. Jar Jar Binks is unkillable. Did you see those fucking like, like five flips he did to get into the pond? Jar Jar makes his, and Jedi can't do that. No, that's true. J- Jar Jar would have kept the high ground. Boba Fett can fly though. He's got a jetpack. Look at his contraptions. He's like he's like MacGyver. In, in a in right, a anyway. Suit. Um, basically, you can't defend any character voiced by Tim Lee or Morrison. Also, his dad is Moldy, and if you think that he's a bad character, then you're racist. He is a bad character. You're racist. Cameron Morrison is one of New Zealand's worst, like, exports. That's I've awful. said it. He is. He's in Moana. Moana's a great film. No, I haven't seen it, but I can imagine it's not because Cameron Morrison's in it. Um, anywho, Jar Jar Binks set out to... He had a very specific role in The Phantom Menace. Uh, the Phantom Menace to ruin it. is, by all accounts, a kid's film. Kids love Jar Jar Binks. No, they don't. No, they don't. Yes, they do. No, they don't. Children love Jar Jar Binks. Mesa, whatever. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> um, and so, Jar Jar Binks. Did Boba Fett ever have a line of lollipops that were delicious? Because Jar Jar Binks did. Do you guys remember those? No. The Phantom Menace. That there was. I want to buy these lollipops. They were like, like they were little sticks. And they had Jar Jar, Jar Jar Binks' face, mm-hmm. and you click a button, they'd open up, and he had a giant red tongue, and you'd suck on his tongue. Oh. I'm not making this up. It was. That's real. pretty cool. That's worth a point. <laughs> um. Those the shared like and also, okay, yeah, maybe maybe we got a bit too much Jar Jar Binks. For one, I you know I can never have too much Jar Jar Binks, mm-hmm. but they knew how to rein it in, and Jar Jar Binks ended up becoming. A member of the the Senate, and quite quite well respected amongst his peers. What I'll say is, Boba Fett was in Attack of the Clones, and he the was worst also, one. Okay, cool. okay. He was in the worst Star Wars film. He was also in the Empire Strikes Back, the best one, and Return of the Jedi. Okay, he was yeah, in three he, films. Jar Jar, he had like two fat. lines, and he didn't do anything. And he fell in a pit. Boba Fett. If the question was who's the most overrated Star Wars character, you would win with Boba Fett. I'll give you that. Boba Fett was also introduced in the Star Wars Holiday Special, which is the worst Star Wars thing ever made. You can't... You're a racist! You don't like Tim Morrison. You don't like Jar Jar Binks because he he sounds kind of Jamaican. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, well you both got some points for that because you both said interesting things that I didn't know. So that's cool. You're joking, racist. And also we found out that Rich is racist, so that's an interesting (laughs) point. Um, I think we all knew that. (laughs) I've got a few more. Do we want to keep going? Yeah, keep going. This is fun. How how long have we got? Oh, we're good. 
Uh, who would win? Oh, no, that's not too bad. No, okay. no, no, do it, do it, do it. No, no, I'm doing these in an interesting order. Okay, all right. Best Die Hard quote. Yep, okay, motherfucker. Should I use six shots? Or, uh... Alright, I feel like I win because it's <laughs> not in Die Hard. Alright, that, that was a quick one. One point for Richard, no for Joe. And actually, actually, I, um, I even... That's not even my uh, my answer. It's not my favourite Die Hard quote. The best one is when he's on the, the roof and he's making the phone call to 911 okay. and she's like, sir, this is reserved for emergencies. And he's like, no shit, lady, you sound like more than a fucking pizza. Um, I'm <laughs> an interesting Die Hard. I feel like this quiz is unfair because Richard's seen everything and Joe's just a normal human. He's... I'm basic. Oh. If you think Joe's normal, look at you. Yeah, normie. Oh god, I'm so bad. Have you seen Die Hard? Yeah. You did come up with all these questions. I'm I probably did. more basic than you are. Yeah. We have a fun one. Joe, Joe's uh, winning. I wasn't the most basic person in the room. No, I definitely. Joseph, I appreciate your company. Oh, thank you, Jessica. Oh, mate. Alright. I think that deserves a point. <laughs> <laughs> Friendship. Plus one point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, who had the best portrayal of Batman? Kevin Conroy. Oh, nice. <laughs> Kevin Conroy plays um, the uh, voices of the animated Batman. Oh, that's a good one. Good answer. Yeah. Um, we've been epic, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go. <sighs> I just got Michael Keaton. No, oh, yeah, fair enough. Was he comedy Batman? Hmm? Ah, he was um, Tim Burton's Batman. Oh, yeah. Cool. Like, yeah, way, Lego versus Burton. Lego? Yeah. No, no, um, in, like, the Arkham game, like, all the, um, oh. he's, like, like Mark, he's the Batman to Mark Hillis' like Joker. Like, red, uh, red hood and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Okay. I will feel Red hood. Well, I'm it, so there you go. Have you seen Red Hood? Yeah. It's a cool film, right? Yeah. No, no, he did, um, uh, Kevin Conroy did, like, the, uh, yeah, he voiced all the Arkham, um, yeah. games, mm-hmm. and also he did the Batman animated series, which was filmed in the 90s, and also he did the, uh, Justice League and Superman, Superman. And Batman. the Killing Joke. And the Killing Joke as well. So he's probably clocked up the, um, the most hours of playing Batman, actually, of all, of all the actors. Um, he's got the best voice, such a gruff voice. You hear, you hear, hear that voice, and you, you instantly know that's Batman. I'm going to have to go watch The Killing Joke because I probably actually haven't it's, heard it. It's probably not the best film. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm, but it's the best graphic novel, but the worst film. Batman Animated Series is probably considered to be one of the best animated series of all time. How many episodes is it? That's the thing. There's, there's many. Oh, there's, okay. Oh, there's 60. Yeah, oh, probably about 60. Yeah, I know. I know. I don't even, didn't even know. Also, can I just say that Kevin Conroy played uh, Batman before... Michael Keaton. I feel like that's wrong. (laughs) Don't check that. But I'm just going to say, he set a precedence. Not the right word I was using. He set a, you know. He set the bar high. He set the bar high. For all these, we can't use that argument. (laughs) Because it's not, like, no. (laughs) No. But... Christian Bale was inspired. You know, Christian Bale's gruff voice inspired by Kevin Conroy, okay? Kevin Conroy has clocked... 
My my best argument is that he's clocked up the most hours of being Batman. Why? Because he is the best Batman. He's got the best voice. Do you think... Like, oh, well, the thing is... Okay, the, get, oh, wait, one more, one more. Also... I've never had a chance to say anything. I know, I know, I'm sorry. But he has performed Batman to many age demographics, okay? He's connected with children from the 90s. And then those children have grown up and have grown up with him. And he's and he's also connected with uh, kids who play the PlayStation games and the Xbox games. And he's also connected to uh, even more people now with Killing Joke. So he's he's been Batman for so many generations. Michael Keaton, just the 90s. Okay. Kevin Conroy may have the most um, girth of Batman um, portrayals. But that also means that he has the most varied. Michael Keaton is in two films, mm-hmm. and they're both great. Michael Keaton was the so the, the up until Tim Burton's Batman, um, the public opinion of Batman was Adam West. You know, grey spandex, um, mm-hmm. very camp. That when people think Batman now, the image they think of is based on Michael Keaton's Batman. No, it's not. It's not Even Kevin Conroy's came from Michael Keaton's. I'm going to use the same argument. That Michael Keaton set a precedent That's the word for Kevin Conroy. Precedence. Precedence. I said precedence. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, like he did. He he had the, the the duality of being Bruce Wayne as well as Batman. And you think um, comic book fans go nuts now when they're um, when every time there's a fucking announcement, they went mental over Michael Keaton. They said, there's no way he's that Batman. The guy from Mr. Mom, there's no way he can play Batman. He's just a stupid comedic actor. So, what they did, they rushed into production a still of Michael Keaton as Batman. One still, and that shut every fanboy up. They, once they saw a photo of him in the suit, they said, wow, that's, that's Batman. Interesting, because I haven't seen either. Um, so, this is a completely like unbiased opinion of... Just your yeah. Michael Keaton doesn't have a bad performance as Batman. Kevin Conroy does. Oh, no fact checking. Are you giggling? Yeah, no, nah, you're you're right. No, nah, Batman was <laughs> Batman was like ninety four, ninety six. Yeah, made it through. So I was wrong there, but uh, that means the point goes to Richard. <sighs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, I, didn't like I feel like I made some good arguments there. Yeah, yeah, it was good. 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 Yeah. good. 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 Okay. I need to. Yeah, also I need to pause less. I feel like 25% of this podcast is Joe pausing. We can cut the pauses. (laughs) Thank you. This is going to need heavy editing. Mm -hmm. Okay. What is the best movie? Oh, sorry. Best movie Are you okay? What's the best movie? Yeah, no, I'm fine. (laughs) Um, What's the best movie about Steve Jobs? Steve Jobs. Oh, yeah. You'll say Jobs. Uh, yeah, there's two films, right? There's two yeah. ones? Yeah, There's okay. also, um, you could have also gone Pirates of Silicon Valley. Because I haven't seen either. And there's also a film called I, Steve, which is made by I'm Funny or Die. But that's like, that was Russian production, because when they announced Jobs, um, Funny or Die were like, well, we're going to be the first film about Steve Jobs, so they filmed a, a feature-length movie in three days, starring Justin Long as, um, Jesus. Steve Jobs. That's amazing. No. Um, okay, anyway, Steve Jobs is not only the best movie about Steve Jobs, it's 
I'm talking about Danny Boyle starring Danny Boyle directed starring Michael Fassbender. It's it was probably one of the best films of last year. You've got Aaron Sorkin's script. It's like this doesn't portray Steve Jobs as a saint. It portrays him as he was. He was a dick, but he was a great leader. And that's what Apple needed. And then it shows him, you know, start like the, the start of Apple, their first kind of flop, and then he had another one. And then it, it ends with, it's done in three scenes, and it ends with um, the third scene is um, the, the start of the iMac, which is, you know, the translucent um, blue. You know, everyone had them at school. Mm. Right, kind of thing. Um, Steve Jobs is a perfect movie. Mm-hmm. Michael Fassbender, best portrayal of Steve Jobs. By the end of the film, you forget that you're watching an actor. Ashton Kutcher. You watching? You're watching Steve Jobs. Yeah. Um, Powerful stuff. Any film written by Aaron Sorkin is great. Any film directed by Danny Boyle is great. You have these two guys to come together with the powerhouse of acting that is Michael Fassbender. Um, whereas Plus Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, he does. So you see it? That, that's a it's point. in um, it's in a film called Shin. Right, so it's not actually related to. No, um, but um, just a general point. Yeah, so yeah, this has um, three scenes. You see an insight into Steve Jobs as he was, which is a, a very flawed person, but a, an excellent leader. And Ashton Kutcher was cast because he kind of looks like Steve Jobs in one photo, and then you get this um this propaganda released by, by, by Apple, like, um, signed off by Apple to show Steve Jobs as a saint, which he wasn't. Hmm. Interesting. Do I have rebuttal? Right. Jess, what kind of phone do you have? I have an iPhone 5. An iPhone. An Apple iPhone. Who created Apple? Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. Yep. Let's talk about his last name. We can talk about his full name if you like. Jobs. (laughs) Jobs, Jobs, Jobs. It's on everyone's mind. Do you have a job? Do I have a job? Does Jess have a job? We all want jobs. We're constantly reminded of the importance of jobs. A film that highlights the importance of having a job is Jobs. Starring Ashton Kutcher. (laughs) A man who's famous for the TV show Punked. Now, he does not do any punking in this film. No siree. I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say you've never seen Jobs. I'm going to go out on a limb and say you don't have any confidence in my in my speech about Jobs. Now, this film is about humanity at its lowest point. Coming together. What's its lowest point, Joe? Because, look, hang on. Its lowest point is that we don't have a, a, a computer company as great as Apple. And then Jobs comes along and he's like, Hey, guys, I've got some jobs for you. <laughs> creates employment and job security for all these, all these people. And they come together and they make Apple. And he creates jobs. And I feel like this film highlights the importance of job security... And in turn, it reminds people of how important it is to have a job. All I'm saying is jobs, jobs, jobs. You tell me if you want a job. Jobs reminds you. Uh, My film also has jobs in the title. 
Yeah, and it's also a good film. Yeah, no, but I think your one misses the point. It's like Steve and Jobs. This one's Jobs. You know? <laughs> I feel like you missed the point. Mm-hmm. Joe. <laughs> okay. What was the question? Uh, what was the best Steve Jobs film? Best Jobs film. That's all I heard. <laughs> best Jobs film. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, then you could have gone with like Pursuit of Happiness. That's a better film about having a job and what it means to get <laughs> yeah, a job. Oh, so you're admitting it wasn't the question. Shut up, Richard, okay? You don't, you don't have a job. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you don't know what I'm talking um, about, here, man. That was a good personal dig. One point. <laughs> what about my argument about jobs? Um, well, Richard gets a point because he made a good argument. But I'll also give you another point, John, because you made me laugh so hard I cried. Okay. Next one. I made you cry. That's not something to be happy about. <laughs> <laughs> Who would win in a fight to the death? Between Superman and Elmo. Superman. Elmo. Let's spin this round. Do you want to defend Elmo first? Yeah? Yep. Alright. Elmo. He's a puppet. Which means... He's controlled by a human. I heard Superman doesn't kill doesn't kill humans. Who would win in a fight? Elmo. Why? Because he doesn't... He, he doesn't mind if he kills a human. The, the human who's playing Elmo wouldn't mind if he kills Superman. Superman would never kill a human. Nay, he would never kill a puppet. A puppet that brings joy to kids. Okay. Alright, but so this isn't a fight to the death scenario. Um... Uh, Whether on. or not I'm Superman, not finished, okay? well, you took a very His laughter would kill Superman. Okay, Superman couldn't. He couldn't stand it. That, that makes no sense. Hey, Elmo's just laughing away, laughing his head off, and Superman's like, "Oh, well, I can't do anything about this." I'm throwing the argument over to Richard. Please, I like um, to hear what he has to all say. All right, so admittedly, Superman generally doesn't kill. Yeah, <laughs> I'll give you that. Um, but regardless, Superman could stand there and Elmo and Kevin Clash as puppeteer could beat Superman senseless for hours and Superman wouldn't flinch. You would... (laughs) Oh, Kevin Clash. That's not a personal dig. That's just getting defensive, Joe, because you know I'm going to win. That's ridiculous that you know the person that plays Elmo. Yeah, it is ridiculous. He was on Rove. Oh, oh, there's yeah. a documentary about him. Um, and he apparently touched his kids. Oh, um, I heard that too. But then it was it was only an allegation, so he didn't lose his job. Um, anywho, um, so without even fighting back, they would you, they would tire themselves out to the point of death before Superman would even have to lift a finger. Right, okay. And if he chose to, for whatever reason, boom, no more Elmo, no more Kevin Clash. Simply by lifting a finger. I'm just going to say this. Batman vs Superman. I'm just going to leave it there. Yeah. They don't have access to kryptonite. Uh-uh. He might do. He might do. I feel like Elmo is the person that you'd least expect it from. You can yeah, so probably this argument, Joe. Yeah, he did, and he didn't. So, yeah. just, just let's I make it tell this is, I'm just saying. You missed out on it. I just don't there. see how Superman would ever hurt a puppet. Yeah, exactly. Or he would so, he, like, Superman death, wouldn't hurt him, right? He doesn't have to. 
How much could you say? If it's a fight, if it's, it's a fight to death, you can't you can't add things for Joe. No, like, you can't, I, you I, can't I, give him. No, I, you you definitely want my, my just... original argument was he wouldn't he should hurt a human, nor would he hurt a puppet. Okay, so if it's a fight to the death, I just see Armo Armo winning because yeah, one he's a child. Okay, he has no no understanding of what's right or wrong. Okay, so if someone said kill him, you're not you're not, go, saying, okay. you're not saying you're not saying you'd win. You're just saying that it, it wouldn't lose. He you're just saying you're just saying Superman wouldn't kill him. He wouldn't. Which is, but you're not saying you would win in a fight to the death. No, but I'm saying he and he, he. So you admit that you're not saying that. You admit that you're not backing up your own argument. Don't turn this. Just I don't. Joe, you lose, and you also lose a point for podcast etiquette. What will I do? What will I do? <laughs> Keep talking over everyone. Oh, be quiet, Jess. <laughs> All right. All right. Last question. Yeah. Marvel versus DC. Oh, DC. Marvel. Right. I actually, I actually waited because I wanted to see what you wanted to do because I could, I could probably argue either way. I would like you to start. No, 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 you go. No, no, no. I always. No, start. no, Joe. No, no, Joe. You never start because I always get in first. No, no, you no. Start. I started last time, didn't I, Jess? You did, but you should just go. Oh, fuck. You, you said yours confidently. <sighs> I did, Jess. So this is the last one, right? Yep. So Jess, can you please repeat the question? Marvel versus DC. Marvel versus DC. She did not say Marvel Cinematic Universe. She didn't. DC is far better. I'll tell you why. Marvel versus DC. DC's far better. I'll, I'll tell you why. Because Marvel has copied so many characters from DC, okay? Name on. Iron Man. What's their copy of? Batman. And yeah. Batman's far better. Rich. Playboy. Smart. <laughs> athletic. So... And who's got a better portrayal of them? You know, Tony Stark, the, I mean, sorry, Robert Downey Jr. versus all those other Batmans? He doesn't. Oh, Kevin Conroy could oh, lay him you under the table. You cannot say that. <laughs> you're, like, you're actually just wrong if you try and say that. Like, you go on any fucking, like, Reddit thread where they say, what actor was made to play a role? Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. You, like, throw that argument out the window... You could you could argue in pretty much any other Marvel character, but you can't argue the casting of Robert Downey Jr. as, as Iron Man. It was a bit of a poor road to go down. Okay, well I've got other things to say as well. Okay, can you get them out? Yes, I am. Okay, DC spans from the 20th century to the 21st. Okay, the earliest portrayal of any superhero on screen was Batman. 1939. Don't fact check that. I know that though. <laughs> well, I know for a fact that's not true. <laughs> okay. Well, was it Marvel though? No, it was, it was George Reeves or Superman. Oh. In the, what, in the series. What year was that? Well, there you go. You're Superman. DC. DC has been around for longer than Marvel. Spanned longer period of time. Animated series. Marvel hasn't got shit. Yeah, I mean, they do. But, you know. Joe, you're not arguing any point. I'm throwing it to Richard. <laughs> Alright. I'm better at rebutting. Okay. I'm good at rebutting. In any way you choose to spin it, okay. Marvel wins. Okay. Right. You do cinematic uni- like cinematic universes, Marvel wins. We don't even need to bother arguing that. Okay. Um, you go... Having the actual characters fight each other. Yeah. In Marvel, you've got... 
all of the X-Men. You've got the Omega level X-Men. You've got um, Dark Phoenix. You've got Magneto. You've got Professor X. Fucking mind control. Um, Galactus. The, like, eats planets. And, you know, bye-bye Martian Manhunter. He's got to fucking eat Mars. And then... Superman could easily... I guess, like, Superman... He's the powerful. shit. He's got... There's, there's powerful an, the superhero. characters like that are a dime a dozen. Okay? You've got, um... Uh, X-Man. He's... Yeah. He's pretty much Superman, but he can time travel as well. Um, so... Cool. Yeah, you can just fucking... He can go back in time... Make sure the comet doesn't hit Earth. Superman dies. Um, basically, any DC character... Okay, so... A good friend of the podcast, Alexander Jones, once said to me that DC has Batman and Marvel has everyone else. DC has one good character. Marvel has, like... When you're talking about like, even just the depth of the characters... The only interesting character in DC is Batman. Everyone else is just like, Superman, oh, he's... Because they, they suffer from being the first ones to come up with things. Because a man lifting a car, holy shit, I've never seen that before. That was exciting back then. Now we want to see characters with depth. We have Spider-Man trying to balance um, being a student as well as being a superhero. And, and we also have this dynamic of... He's just like you because he, he looks up to the superheroes but they actually exist in his world. He wants to be one of the Avengers. I want to be like Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> you look so sad, Joe. Well, I am sad because I just don't... I just, I'm not as compelling as you are. Marvel is just... Is, is more fun but also has that depth. Mm-hmm. And also put the characters together and put them in Battle Royale. Marvel ones. Oh, uh, I don't agree with that. I agree with everything that you said. But I don't agree with that. Because so, do you agree with everything I said, or do you not agree with it? I no, I agree. Because <laughs> once you again, said. your argument is completely just ridiculous. It's a bit contradictory. <sighs> Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. Okay. Joe, it's okay. You can. Can I? You can stop. Oh, can I say one final thing? Yeah. Okay. Are you gonna be able to say it? Yeah. So you can probably just skip ahead five minutes. The so best then. director. Of the 21st century is Christopher Nolan. Really? Because he made Interstellar. (laughs) (laughs) Marvel don't get good directors to direct their films. Kenneth Branagh, John Favreau, um, Shane Black. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Christopher Nolan, Tim Burton, Tim Burton again, Christopher Nolan three times, Tim Burton... Three times. Yeah, guys, I think we're going to have to stop because I'm not sure if we can, like, put, you know, upload right to SoundCloud. Christian Bale. Robert Downey Jr. Michael Keaton. Yeah. Hugh Jackman. Oh, well, I think so. I think we're just naming actors now. <laughs> you used to fucking... <laughs> I can't better like that. You can, okay? Also... You know, you're dating her, so it's... I think it's Spoilers? Like, oh, sorry. Alright. What was the score, Jess? What's the final tally? Do, Joe, yeah. stop looking at the notebook. Okay. Um, in the meantime, while the, the scores are being tabulated, you can check out um, Cult Popshire um, on SoundCloud and on Facebook, iTunes, Gmail, Cult Popshire Media, um, Cult Popshire pretty much everywhere else. Um, on... The off weeks, you'll have um, 
film franchise fortnights where um me and aj review a different well discuss a different film franchise every week uh we've got a special guest coming up next week so look forward to that and you um can also let us know what you thought of this format mm. um because yeah I, I had a lot of fun did you joe i did i wish i had uh, better compelling arguments and i just i wish i was more literate um look if you want to hear more about me youtube joseph coughlin fairytale I need to boost those views. Um, if you want to see true talent, look elsewhere. But look at me as well um, to find out. You know what's the lowest of the low. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let us know if you mainly Tyler, I guess. Um, if you listen to this, Tyler. Um, Hi Tyler. Let us know um, if you enjoyed this, and because I, I had a lot of fun, I'd be keen to do it again. Yeah, I'd be keen. All right. Now over to Jess. Cool. All right. Now, before I do this, I just want you guys to hu- just huddle together in front of me right now. Joseph, lean in. Oh, he's got his hand on his pants. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> don't I make this weird. Yeah, what was it? All right. So I want you to look each other in the eyes. Yeah. Too deeply. And I want you to say one last thing about each other. Um, Joe, I think that Justin Timberlake could play you in a film. Thanks. Um, I wish I could um, speak as confidently as you can about film and pop culture in general. Thanks, Joe. Oh, the romance is real. All right. Do I get a point for that? <laughs> Don't you both said nice things. <laughs> Alright, so the winner with a resounding 26 and a half points, Richard Martin. Oh, what do I get? You got, you got 19. Okay, I'm pretty happy with that. Not that far behind, only 7 and a half points. Yeah. That was good. I, I, you had some good points, but um, I think Richard's just a lot more angry and passionate about stuff. I just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, if, if you enjoyed this format, um, let us know and we'll, we'll, we can do it again yeah. in a few weeks' time. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, it was a pretty long one, unless I ended up cutting out heaps of Joe's pauses and then um, it was probably quite short. Yeah. So, um, yeah, thanks for listening and tune in next time. Kaki Town or? Ding, ding, ding. So why can't I change my mind?